Hi everyone, today I have Sri with us. I'm super excited to share with you more about his business and who this gentleman is. So with that said, Sri, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Tony. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Let's dive right into it. If you could share with the audience a one word open to kick things off, what would that be? I would say the word that I always gravitate towards is rel relentless. Um, so, and I can explain that in more detail later, but it's basically being relentless is the key for me. That's an awesome word to start things off with. Cool. Let's talk about business. If you could take three to five minutes, um, you know, first off, give us a little bit about your background and then talk to us about how you got your, you know, business started since inception and, and until where you are today and where you're going. That way the audience could have a really good understanding of what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So my background, you know, I, I, uh, I'm an engineer by training and then I went to business school, um, you know, primarily focused on international business and finance. Um, and my background has been in consulting, management consulting, to be more, more specific. I did a lot of that uh, with EY, Capgemini for nine years, and then uh, did a startup in consulting, did that for nine years. Um, and then the reason I think Engagely got started is because all these years of almost 18 years of consulting led me to discover one thing, which is that uh, employees in general were not very happy and engaged uh, at a broad level in a lot of these larger organizations that I was working with. And, and, it, and it's one of the reasons why I wanted to do a startup myself, because I was like, you know, I really want to do something that's more personal, where I feel connected, where I'm more engaged, where I'm motivated. And Engagely actually happened to be that startup, which not only is a startup which engages me, but also a startup that will help uh, engage and drive better uh, connections and communities within, within organizations. Um, so our goal at Engagely really is to provide uh, employees with a meaningful workplace where they can find fulfillment at work, but ultimately also have organizations get the benefit of that by having better outcomes without having to burn their people out um, and having disconnected approaches between you know, their people and their business strategy. Excellent. I read something on the Wall Street Journal a while back, and it said, you know, when you said the word burnout, it totally reminded me of this article I read. It says something like the average, national average on um, most SaaS companies, it costs 120 grand for every employee you have to replace because of the, you know, acquiring the talent, training, you know, package and benefits and replacement and lost revenue for you know having someone train so that's that's cool that you you know and i'm i'm excited to hear more about exactly how you help um what you know when you said you know creating things that are meaningful and stuff like that for people working and avoiding burnout so let's go right into wins if you could share with us a recent win that you had in your company and your takeaway from it that would be great yeah, one of the big wins we had in the recent year, uh, the last, I guess, nine months ago, was we got a, a big Fortune 1000 company as one of our clients, which is kind of unusual for an uh, organization our size or platform our size, because you know we are in a pretty competitive space. In HR tech, uh, we are competing with large platform companies, you know, like the Workdays and SAPs of the world. And to have a client have trust in a platform like ours was a huge win for us. And the reason I think was a big win, and we have other bigger clients too, but this one was especially uh, important because it was a uh, person who I had worked with previously in a smaller startup that they had, and that, and that person got elevated to running a big, you know, a bigger organization, and 
and and she suggested that engagedly be part of that ecosystem that they're building to help to help build their organizations to be more uh, connected, more engaged, and more focused. So that was a huge win uh, because it validates our thesis that you know you need to be customer focused, you need to listen to market, and you need to build those relationships at the personal level and not just at at a you know business entity level alone. So that um, I think was a huge win win for us and validates our approach to uh, our, our client success. Awesome. Let's talk about the other side of that. So if you could share with us um, what failure means to you and a recent failure and your takeaway and your what you walked away with when you had to experience this failure in your business. You know, uh, I would say the there are many failures, right, that you can have. And the key is to not let that affect you adversely where you become, uh, you know, in, when you become, you know, you're, not taking, you're not taking any action or taking erratic action. You got to learn from the failures to see what worked, what didn't work. I think one of the big ones that we have seen in the last year is that sometimes in the in our zeal to win deals and get, a, get clients, we'll sometimes get the wrong client. You know, the clients who are not necessarily aligned with our approach or with our philosophy of how do you engage people and how do you really drive better business results by making your entire strategy uh, and your approach transparent to people. I think we believe in transparency as one of the key drivers for engagement. Uh, so organizations that are very much hierarchical where you really don't know what's going on two levels above you and, and consequently it affects the management too where they don't know what's going on two levels below them. And that really constricts the ability for organizations to be optimized for success um, and not have the level of trust um, that you need to be successful at all levels. So we have some clients, you know, who are uh, who who really like the concept of Engagely, but culturally they're just not a good fit, um, and we have lost those clients uh, due to one reason or the other um, in the past. And I think we we the key takeaway is that we make sure that you know when we when we are having these initial discussions, that they're aligned to the the same level of transparency or purpose or to some extent in that continuum, so that they can really benefit from the platform like ours and not try to change the platform to fit that culture that we believe is, is not going to be conducive in the long run uh, to be successful. Understood. If you could go back in time and you have 30 seconds and you're sitting in front of your 21 year old self and you had 30 seconds to give yourself one advice or just some life advice, business advice, whatever you think it's important, what would you say? Um, you know, I always tell myself, and I, I still tell, still say that to myself even today, is patience. You know, have a little bit of patience. But that doesn't mean you get complacent. You just need to do the work and be patient. Sometimes things don't move as fast as you want them to move, or things don't always move at the speed at which you move personally. And impatience can lead to mistakes. It can lead to you making bad decisions or wrong decisions because you want to move away from the path you are on to a different path because you just do not stay there long enough. And, and uh, you know, it's like trying to find water and you dig 20 feet here, 20 feet there, 20 feet there, and you're not gonna find any water anywhere. You know, and the key is to stay in one place and dig that 100, 200 feet that you need to dig to find water. Um, and sometimes, you know, you also need to know when to quit. You know, if you know that after this X amount of digging you've done, there's just not enough water because maybe you were digging the wrong place to first in, in the in the first place. 
you need to know when to quit. So quitting is not always a bad thing as, as well. So I would say those are the two key, key takeaways is to be patient, but also knowing when to quit. It's this delicate balance. And, and that sometimes comes only with, you know, as you get older and you're wiser to know when do you keep digging and when do you quit? Awesome. What's that one question you wish that I would have asked you or when you're doing interviews or you're, you're talking new hires and you give them that opportunity to ask you a new, you know, that new, new hire, um, Hey, what's any, any questions for me or, or just in any talks that you're doing, what's that one question you love or what's that one question you wish I would have asked you today that I didn't, if you could share that with us and answer that would be great. Okay. So the question that I asked, and I ask myself that too, you know, what motivates me on a daily basis? What makes me get out of bed in the morning and say, I'm going to crush the day today. I'm going to try to do the best I can today. Um, I think that's the one question that I think everybody should ask themselves. And when they look in the mirror, it's like, what, what motivates you? So um, to answer the question for me, uh, in terms of what motivates me, what motivates me really is, is, uh, I'm, I feel like in a way I'm competing with myself and I tell, I mean, I've said that to many people, you don't really compete with other people because everybody's on the, on a different journey. They're running a different race. You're not necessarily competing even with your competitors. You know, you know you're, you're really competing with your own vision and trying to make sure that you can get and realize that vision to the best possible extent you can. You'll never get hundred percent of what you aspirationally want. And some people do, you know, and they're the lucky ones or either, or they didn't aim high enough. One of the two, you know? Um, in my case, I would say realizing my vision of building a world-class platform, a world-class organization, a world-class solution that can help people find meaning at work, help organizations build better cultures, uh, better transparency, optimize their talent pool. I think, you know, as long as that vision is out there and it's, it remains unfulfilled, I'll keep waking up every morning and getting to work to do that. Understood. So speaking of patience that you mentioned earlier, I've been patiently waiting to hear about Relentless. So talk to me about that. What were you, what were you going to share with us about oh, that's Relentless? Thing, right? It's being relentless. It, it needs to, and that's actually, I'm going to, the closing word that, you know, which I know you'll ask in a minute, it actually relates to that. The okay. not win uh, a, a, a war, if you will, you know, use an analogy there, by, by fight, fighting quick fights, you know, you have to be relentless. Some days will be good, some days will be bad, but in the overall run, uh, the long run, the, the key to success is actually being relentless. It's not I see. your skill, it's not necessarily your talent. And sometimes it's not just hard work, you know, it's relentlessly working towards it, learning from your mistake, deliberate practices, people talk about, you know, 10,000 hours. It's not just doing the work of 10,000 hours, it's actually deliberately doing that in the sense that you're looking back and you're retrospecting on what could I have done better and then try to avoid those mistakes and, and course correct along the way, but doing it relentlessly day in, day out. So true. I mean, there's three words that come to mind, you know, so relentlessness, relentless, persistence, and hustle. These three are definitely correlated. When you look at it, when you write it, when you type it out, when you hear it, they have many different meanings at many different times, right? So I know hustle is a bad word now, so to some people say, but but ultimately, like you said, you have to, you know, be relentless. You have to have persistence. You have to, you know, have that motivation. You have to have that um, 
you know, the drive, you have to have the why. So that's really great. I wanted to find out from you, you know, you said something really interesting earlier about, you know, two levels up, two levels down, there's a disconnect in the organization. Um, as a thought leader, what do you think is the biggest, you know, what attributes to that? Why is there such a disconnect two levels up and down in an organization? What do you typically see? What's the cause of that? Uh, fear. It's fear. You know, I think there's a fear among management that if they expose what their strategy is or the goals are, and a, either the people may not understand or it might scare them, or they might start asking questions that maybe you don't have good answers for. And second, when you have these goals and aspirations as an organizational leader, when you're exposing those to your people below you, you're also putting yourself out for criticism, right? Because if you don't hit those goals and you know, nine out of, you know, you might not hit every single goal, right? Um, and at that point, do you, are you afraid of looking like a fool or looking like you're a failure? And I think the key here is to have the transparency saying it's okay to fail because we aimed big and we will not always accomplish everything we aim for but we are not going to stop trying and i need your help to help help us as an organization be successful and i think that level of thinking where there's trust um and transparency requires i mean a trust requires transparency i think that is uh it's 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 uh, to some extent fear from the management where they feel like they can't tell everything to everybody because it might, you know, uh, cause issues or discontentment or, or, or questioning the leadership. Um, it's, then you have a question whether you are a good leader or not in the first place, if you can't trust that, trust your own people. Can you define in your own words what thought leadership is? Uh, you know, what, do you th what does it mean to you when you see the word, when you say the word? What is thought leadership to you? Well, thought leadership to me is looking at a situation and really understanding how the situation first happened or, or occurred in the first place. And then what can a leader or, or a team or a person do to make it better or change it? And that requires a level of uh, analysis to understand what led them to the first place. And then also an understanding of what are the different possible actions or remedies, if you will, that can help, but it's grounded on reality and data to some extent, you know, where you've seen companies who've done better did because they did this A, B, and C. They will not always say that A, B, and C, but you have to infer that from what those organizations did or infer that from what those leaders did who were successful and then infer what they didn't do in, in the cases where they are not successful. So I think thought leadership is distilling that down into some sort of a, um, a parable, if you will, where you can take away some key key points and say, if I if I do these things, I have a higher odds of being successful in whatever role or project or initiative that you're working on. Um, so thought leadership is, is to be able to provide that level of insight and analysis uh, by looking at the reality of on the ground. Outstanding. That was huge. So thank you very much for sharing that with us. If our listeners want to find out more information about your company, please give out your website address and how could they get a connection with you if they want to follow up with you to find out more? 
Yeah, so uh, our company is Engagedly, E-N-G-A-G-E-D-L-Y. It's Engaged L-Y, and you can find us on LinkedIn, um, obviously, and that's probably the best way to find us. You can also uh, find me on Engagedly, on uh, sorry, LinkedIn.com slash uh, Srikant Chalapa, I believe is my LinkedIn handle. Um, and uh, yeah, it's probably the best way to, and if you Google my name, you'll find it, you know, I'm, I'm out there. <laughs> on Google. Awesome. Awesome. And I know you help a lot of different companies, but if you could take 30 seconds, share with our audience, who's your typical sweet spot that you make the biggest difference to? I know you, you, you make, you make an impact to a lot of organizations. Um, I mean, whether it's general or you have a specific area that you're really good at, if you could share that with the audience as they're listening, that would be great at this moment. Yeah. So organizations that have that really look at people and people processes, as one and same or part of the overall organizational strategy, I think that's where we are successful. Um, and typically product like Engagely or our product works really well for companies around the mid-market segment, you know, companies that are about hundred employees all the way up to 5,000 employees or so, where they really have a leadership that believes that the best way to perform better as an organization is to harness the motivations, the energy, the alignment of their people to their business strategy and a product like us can really do wonders for, for those organizations where they want to provide a level of transparency, alignment, uh, and processes and all the tools that people need to, you know, to be successful in their roles. Outstanding. If you could sign us off with a one word close, that would be great at this moment. Marathon. It's a marathon, not a sprint, right? And that comes back to my being relentless. It's it's the same thing, you know. You you're not trying to run a sprint and and finish the race. It's relentlessly going one step, one step at a time, and taking one step over the next. And it's a it's a long race. So conserve your energy, plan your energy, um, and and know that it's it's not going to end tomorrow. It's just gonna it's gonna be a long haul. Awesome. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Looking forward to catching up with you soon. Uh, hopefully we can, you know, find out what you're up to soon when we on your, on your next interview with us. Awesome. Thanks, Tony. It's been a pleasure.